Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. And what's really important is that we band together, we speak with one voice. And I was like, you sure? Because I've got two kids, I don't want it to ruin your hunt. And you're like, yeah, yeah, just come and hunt with me. Just take your time. Like I said, it would have killed a normal man, but I'm not normal, but, you know. When you said, why do you want to talk about that? To me, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, there's so many different factors that go into this decision. Enjoy it for what it is. Every moment of it. If, if, if you're only going to shoot one duck. Welcome to the Foul Front Podcast, part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. Hey, Foul Front, it's Hannah from Oak Barn Beef. We're giving away a box of steaks, jerky, and more premium beef exclusively for the listeners of the Foul Front. To sign up, head over to foulfront.com and click on the Oak Barn Beef Giveaway tab to enter into this giveaway. Thanks, and we can't wait for you to try our Nebraska-raised and dry-aged premium beef. What's up, Foul Front? This is Matt. Joining me today is my co-host, Thomas. And we have a How very... You oh, yep. See, we're, we're off to a great start already. <laughs> but we have a very special guest today, Titus from Mid-Valley Mercenaries and the MVM show. I believe you guys are our sister podcast this is what Ben calls you. Yep. Yep. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. You're on the inaugural, whatever we're calling this. So Thomas and I are going to be doing these, like these <laughs> little mini pod things. I don't know how long we'll go, but uh, there's going to be more foul front content coming out to you guys. So you guys got any name suggestions? Hmm. I like, I like mini pods. I think we just need to figure out some, maybe something else to add on mini pods. Maybe, maybe name it after like a teal or something. Yeah. A a teal pod. I was looking that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Green wing pod, blue wing. I don't know. (laughs) Something. Yeah. Blast off. (laughs) 
I don't know. If you can have to think about that a little bit. I think we'll drop this, maybe drop this question in our uh, Facebook group, the Foul Front Podcast group. Uh, and if you guys have a name, let us know. We're, we're open to pretty much any suggestions right now. <laughs> go, go join that page if you haven't done so. Already. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I guess let's, let's get all the, uh, all the plugs out of the way first. Uh, Titus, you want to talk about where we can find all of your content? Yeah, I mean, I kind of started going under the radar with a lot of the other social media, but we have our uh, YouTube channel, Mid Valley Mercenaries, and then our podcast, The MVM Show, uh, obviously short for Mid Valley Mercenaries. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much any um, podcast platform. And then we also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, The MVM Show, and that's just some people like listening on that instead of, you know, one of the other apps, but you can also watch it too. It's, it's basically live recording. Okay, sweet. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the one y'all did all making fun of Travis. Cause that was a really fun one to watch. <laughs> like I felt like the YouTube really came in helpful there. Cause you could yeah. see all the reactions on everybody's faces. Um, yep. so that was, that was a good, a fun one for sure. Yeah, poor guy. We just harassed him for <laughs> 30 straight minutes. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you my favorite video of yours this summer, Titus, has to be where you guys had your wives do all those like challenges. I was just oh, cracking God. up when I saw that. It was a hilarious video. Yeah, I've been wanting to do that for about a year and just haven't had the opportunity to do it, but I finally got them all, all together at the same time. And yeah, they're like, you're trying to make us look stupid after the video. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just... It's honestly, I mean, some of it was, um, even hunters may not have been able to figure out, you know, but it was, it was just fun just seeing their reactions and watching their face expressions when it, uh, like a call, like a bird, you know, was quacking or whatever it was. They were just, the looks on their face was like pure, pure confusion. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. So I guess the, uh, we don't really have an agenda tonight, but the loose topic is, uh, our hunting plans for this upcoming year. So, uh, Titus, you know, you're from California. Thomas is from Virginia, both, uh, well-known waterfowl hotspots, I would say. And, uh, you guys traveling out of those areas to, uh, go get some more birds. I heard Nebraska was hotter. No, like hottest of all. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's, there's no <laughs> birds here. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a, that's the kind of person you got to watch out for is a guy that says it's not good. Yeah. Yep. If, that's one of the, there's proof now, right? There's yeah. proof of all your hunts, so we know you're lying to us. Well, I could just be saying that's I'm the one thing. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that very early in waterfowling that the more people that say a spot isn't good, typically means the better it is. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. Just just like on the uh, DU migration app, you know, if you see a spot that you oh, think yeah. is decent but there's no reports, it's probably pretty good there. They're nailing them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess let's start with you, Titus. What do you have planned for this upcoming season? Well, you know, it's one of those things. It's kind of hard to minimize all the things you want to do because it's hunting and you want to do all of them. But I know for sure, you know, just hunting California uh, opening day is always the goal to hopefully get drawn or at least get on the refuge because it's just bizarre. It's really one of my least favorite days to hunt because of how busy it is, but you got to hunt because it's opening day. So we'll try to do that. And then 
Later on in November, um, we got some plans to take out of state. We'll see where that leads us. Maybe probably Washington. I don't know exactly when yet. We're still looking at dates. And then we got some other plans for out of state in December. And I don't know if we're talking about that or not yet. Are we, Matt? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. if. No, we, we didn't have our meeting this week because of Jordan. I'll throw him under the bus here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom. It's all, it's all his fault. But no. No, no, well, we I know, know we're we're gonna we're gonna collab. We just don't know exactly where, when, all the good detail, juicy details. But I mean, that's that. I I'm really excited about that. Um, like I said in these um, recap videos or reaction videos, whatever you want to call them, one of the things I've been really excited about is hunting with you guys again because you know I think a lot of people have this character on YouTube. And they're totally different in person, but I sincerely feel, I'm not just saying this, I really feel that you guys, you and Thomas and Jordan and Elliot and Josh are all exactly how you are in person, like you are in your videos. And that says a lot. And uh, hopefully you guys feel the same way about me, but it's like, I really like it with you guys. It's almost like we've known each other our whole lives. So to get to do that um, collab uh, this year, um, again, for the second time, two years in a row, I'm super stoked for it. Yeah, I am too. I mean, like you said, I, I feel exactly the same way about you, Titus. Uh, it's, it's, it was just a blast hunting with you guys in September, and then again in November, I think we did last year. So I'm I'm already looking forward to that. Yeah, and I, as far as January goes, because our season goes to the end of January, I I like staying at home, man, because by then the birds are migrate migrated down and pushed down, and we just I feel like we just have killer hunts. I mean, not you know every year is different, but. For the most part, we have awesome hunts in December or January at home, and I just, I just don't make too many plans after that. Just but just to stay home and hunt here. You've traveled probably more than anybody else in the Flyways Collective, I'd say. Do you agree with that? And at least in recent times. In recent, yeah, because before that, uh, three years ago, we went to Canada. Um, that was the only. That was the first time I actually went out of state let alone out of country and <laughs> wow. hunted. And that was, well, I've been out of country before that, but not to hunt. And gotcha. it, it was a great experience. I wouldn't take it back at all. But now that I know what it's like hunting with a guide um, and no offense, we have some good friends that are guides um, that I know here and out of state and not pushing anybody to go against that. Cause I think it's something you want to experience, but I'm just, maybe I'm control freak. I like to dictate and run my own hunts. I don't really, I'm not real big on people telling me when to shoot and, you know, how to call and this and that. So it's something everybody should experience. And I'm so glad I did it. But uh, I really do like doing stuff on my own or with guys like you that we're just hunting together. Not so much, you know, because it's funny. It's a weird and I don't mean to get off on a side trail here, but it's kind of funny because I guess from our experience, it was an expensive deal. And when we went there, it's a bunch of guys way older than us, which is nothing wrong with that. But they basically would sit in the truck till everything's done. And right before shoot time, they come out, load their guns, shoot. And then when it's time to put everything away, they go sit in the truck and wait. And, you know, me and my brother being younger guys and actually loving to hunt just because of the whole process, not just killing birds. Mm -hmm. We helped set up. We brushed the blinds. We took down because we didn't have to do that. You know, the, we paid our price but we love doing that stuff we love the mm -hmm. process you know yeah that's all part so, of hunting 
Exactly. One question. One question I had to build off that, and actually, it kind of goes right along with that. You know, because I think you can learn a lot just by doing things with different people like that. Maybe how they how they set up the decoys, how they brush something. Is there any key things that you've learned in your travels over the past few years that you feel like you've brought back to California and employed to be more successful um, on your hunts in California? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I learned a lot of stuff from being there uh, in Canada with those guys. Just the way. Well, for instance. Um, I see that a lot on, on some of you guys' videos. I, I don't really think it's yours or Matt's, but probably um, I would say maybe Jordan and probably Josh's because they use the A-frames. Well, we were using A-frames in Canada, uh, whatever that was, three or four years ago, and it was like, that birds don't even care about those things. And people are like, do you really, you don't think that flares the birds? You know, you don't think that scares them? And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't bother them a bit. If they are on the X and you set up in the X, it doesn't matter in my opinion. That's one of the things I've learned is I really gained a lot of confidence in A-frames knowing that I, birds will still work and come in, even mm -hmm. with A-frames for sure. Um, you know, then we went to Wisconsin, and I'm going to get harassed because I say that wrong supposedly. Is <laughs> I it, guess they said my California. Is it Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. They say I say it wrong. Uh, yeah. Uh, see who Chase said I said it wrong, and the guys there, the locals there, say me and Thomas would say it wrong. But, anyways, you know, hey, I love the cheese curds. I love their food. It, I really enjoyed being there, like the people. But going on that, um, I mean, we were in the the Great Lakes, you know, sea duck hunting. Mm -hmm. I supposedly, I guess that's not legit uh, sea duck hunt. We were getting kind of harassed in that, and it was kind of actually making one of our buddies that took us out it was kind of making him mad because like it's a sea duck whether you shoot it on the ocean or sea oh, or whether yeah. you shoot it on a lake it's still a sea duck you know it's in that class and uh anyway now uh, now there's a great topic for another podcast and i don't want to derail this one too much but like the, the the different names that people get upset about how you call stuff oh my god like goodness. gray yeah. ducks timber holes is a big one that i found out about last year uh, what's that so a timber hole at least in Nebraska, it's just like a small body of water, like a slough or a creek or even a pond, and it just has trees around it. You know, it's just a little hole to hunt ducks in. Oh, timber. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Now, down in Arkansas, flooded timber, or they call them timber holes down there too. Now, it's actual flooded timber with trees. And those boys, I mean, when you say timber hole, that's what they think. They don't I – mean, and it's a regional difference. I mean, it's no different than uh, calling uh, – what is it? Uh, I think uh, ringneck doe gris, you know, down in like Louisiana. Who's to say who's wrong? And, you know, they're but we can both be right, but you can't really explain mm -hmm. that nuance on YouTube comment sections. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's a dumb point to make too, because I mean, it, it, when you look at the Great Lakes, when you're out there, it feels the same as an ocean. It's the same. I mean, you can die oh, just literally. as easily out there as you could in the ocean. I mean, there's there's really no difference between the two, except for one has tides and one doesn't. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a fun fact that the guy told us because my big concern was is I have deep sea fish out here on the Pacific Ocean and got puked my guts up. You know, like I, I felt fine, felt fine fishing. All of a sudden, just hits you. Mm -hmm. And I was I was 16, so that's been 20 years. I want to do it again, just haven't done it yet. But anyways, that that motion um, is obviously what gets you sick because it's up, down, mm -hmm. up, down, and the pattern of it's consistent. So I was worried when we went there, I'm, I told the guy, I'm like, I'm probably going to get sicker than dog, probably puke my guts out. Because we had four-foot rollers, five-foot, maybe not five-foot, but every bit of four-foot rollers at the beginning of that first hunt. 
And he's all, you, dude, you're not going to get sick. And I go, how do you know? And he's like, it's totally different. This is a lake. You got to remember, it is not a consistent chop. Whereas an ocean, it's a consistent chop. A mm-hmm. lake, if you'll notice, is not a consistent up down pattern. And he was right. He, I did not, I did not get sick. My brother did not get sick, and he said he's never had anybody get sick out there. And so I was like, oh, that make I never thought of that before. Oh, that's interesting. that is interesting. I also noticed because I I get really seasick too. So I've only ever been on one sea duck hunt, but it was out in the Chesapeake Bay, and we had three foot seas out there that day. And I was feeling pretty sick in the boat. As soon as I got in that layout, I was fine, which I've noticed that the same with the kayak too. You know, if I go kayak fishing, I don't get sick, but if I go out in the bay and on a boat, I'll get sick. So I think also maybe being in that lower profile and laid down with, I don't know what the difference would be, but I noticed it helped me a little bit for sure. Well, it probably helps because you're like laying down rather than standing, right? Yeah, I guess probably there's probably less difference, you know, between the up and the down swell in terms of where your body is. Yeah. I guess maybe not now that I think about it. (laughs) Okay. So, so you're finishing out in January, uh, in California, right? Titus. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there anywhere you could go to have a late goose season? Like a lot of, does California have any late goose season? I know Oregon has a pretty one that goes pretty long. Yeah, they do have a cackler season, so we get mm-hmm. some cacklers. Um, it's it's quite a ways north of us, and we've been talking, me and Travis been talking about that for a long time, and we were going to book it last year. I don't remember what came up, what happened. Actually, I do know what happened. The corona thing kind of, I would think, because I think it was in March when that was, and some issues uh, happened with my job, job changes and stuff like that. So I ended up not doing it. But this year we we're talking about booking it now. That way it's already paid for and we just go. So we'd like to go do shoot some cacklers up north. And then we do have a window um, for snows, but we just don't have any. I just don't personally have any spots um, to go in the way my work schedule was before. We were invited to one, but um, mm-hmm. it didn't work out because I was working that weekend. Hmm. Gotcha. So it it is available. It's just we haven't got to uh, you know capitalize on it. Gotcha. Okay. Do y'all get really big concentrations of of uh, snow geese down there on oh, your refuges pretty often? Well, not necessarily on the refuges. There's some that have them, but I will just tell you this: this will give you a little idea of how many snows we get here. This is their wintering grounds. I mean, right here where I live is their wintering grounds. The issue is that it's all locked up with private and a lot of these guys all hunt. So they've been hunting, they've been hunting here for 50 plus years, the same people in the same families. They don't let people in. You ain't not getting in. You know, I've even talked to some guys. I know some guys, I won't mention their names, but they got a social media page, but that's all they do. Instagram. They don't do anything else. YouTube videos. And I've said, Hey, do you mind if I just come out there and video you guys? I won't, I'm not asking to hunt or shoot nothing. I just want to, get the the footage on film and he just kind of beat around the bush and uh just basically was saying no even just that so it's just it's funny yeah they're they're locking it up they don't want nobody out there dang do you think there's gonna be any issues with uh the refugees this season with covid have they said anything you know oh man don't don't scare me i don't 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 want i don't want to scare you but well, I'll yeah. tell you what, I already told my wife, if there is, I said, we're living out of state for five months until season's over because I'm not, not hunting. <laughs> I tell you right now, like I will move 
to Washington or Kansas with Elliott or whatever. I'll move to Nebraska. I don't care for this. We've got cheap housing here. Just saying. Yeah, I'm ser- I'm not even joking. You guys, you guys should know me good enough. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I don't doubt it. All right, so Thomas, let's hear your plans for this upcoming year season. My plans are really up in the air because I'm supposed to be going back to college. I have a feeling we're going to end up going online within like the first two weeks, which if we do, I have nothing tying me to Virginia, especially uh, due to the fact that we don't really get much hunting in October or November. So um, right now I'm planning on basically hunting Virginia. If we have school, um, I'm going to doing the flyways collective in December. And I have something else in the works that uh, I'm not going to talk about just quite yet, but uh, I'm honestly hoping we, you know, I really don't like having online classes, but if we have online classes and I can go and, you know, live out West or something for a little while, uh, that'd be pretty cool. How would you do that? Tom, just out of curiosity, let's say if you did that, like, I mean, you, my door is always open to any of you guys to come out here and hunt with us, but like, would you just actually just like, stay at somebody's house or would you just how would you do that i'm i'm honestly not sure i mean i've thought about it for a while um you know maybe honestly like right now i have enough savings that i could probably get some sort of van and just travel around to do my work you know whenever i i can find wi-fi and stuff like that and just hunt uh, that's That'd my dream. Awesome. I don't. I don't know if that'll. Ha- I doubt that'll happen this year. That's my dream. Dream. I would watch. Uh, but yeah, you know, maybe maybe just you know make a couple trips and stay in Virginia, but make a couple two three week or make a couple two or three week trips out west to get some hunting in before I can in Virginia. Uh, but yeah, if I could go out west and you know maybe I feel like Airbnb Airbnb it would be too expensive. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know exactly how I'd pull off. I feel like you probably have to get your own vehicle to really pull it off and just go and hunt for like four or five months. That, like an RV. You know many YouTubers I've seen do that, and it just their channel blows up because they're putting so much content out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the the hunting public. I love watching their turkey and deer hunts, and uh, yeah. that's basically what they do for six months of the year, or more than that. I mean, they pretty much hunt eight months of the year. Yeah. So, it's just kind of scary making that commitment, not knowing it's a, exactly. It's a little bit easier for me. I mean, for you, I, I for people with a family, I can understand this. It would be huge for me. I kind of you know, twenty years old. If I screw up, I got a I got a lot of time to correct course. Yeah. But that's basically my only plan. Um, I, I do want to travel to some more areas of the Atlantic Flyway this year, uh, just because I don't know. I I don't know what's really drawing me. I mean, there's definitely better hunting out west, but I I just want to experience some of the better states in the Atlantic Flyway uh, that I haven't got to experience yet, too. All right. What about you, Matt? What are you doing? Oh, I. I don't know. I've gotten a couple offers to go places. Uh, you know, I'm going to start teal season out here in Nebraska. Uh, probably have some guests up. Not hopefully that all works out. And um, then roll into regular duck season. Ours opens up the first weekend in October, the Sandhills areas. So I'll be traveling across the Sandhills at least for most of the month of October. Um, always love those hunts. I mean, there's such a variety of birds up there and it's probably some of the most scenic area like I, I think in the whole country, I just am in love with the sand hills. Uh, but so hunt those for three or four weeks. And then 
and we got the rest of the state open up and I really want to like get out and explore new areas. So like, it's going to be more scouting this year and probably hunting some new areas. Uh, we'll see how everything breaks down. I mean, who knows what the, what the future holds, but we've got, you know, I've got the flyways collective and Oh, I, we're gonna bleep that out, Ben. <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll keep it. Real. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's a secret or not, but, uh, got the flyways collective in an undisclosed location. And, uh, <laughs> I guess I, I ruined it. I had cats out of the bag. There he goes. This episode is brought to you by high Prairie sportsman the YouTube channel. If you like watching duck hunts hosted by a guy with a mangy beard and an accent that screams, I went to college, but I didn't pay attention. And who happens to cause all of his friends more work by making them actually have to edit this podcast because he can't keep secrets that mean absolutely nothing to anyone else, but is insistent on keeping them a secret. Please check out the High Prairie Sportsman channel on YouTube or don't. Uh, December rolls around and we've got the flywheels collective and then I'll be hunting and see it. My sister's getting married this year during duck season of all times, which I oh, tried to talk her out of it. I know. Should have taught her. Wait, better. wait, wait, hold on a second. Are you talking about heat? Yep. You know what? That's Heath's fault. If he's listening to this right now, Heath knows better. See, if you don't put your foot down before the marriage happens, you are in trouble for the rest of your life. Yeah, you're not putting it down after, I'm sure. <laughs> you definitely ain't putting it down afterwards. <laughs> See, I tried I tried to I'm talk just giving to it a hard time. Yeah. Uh no, I I actually uh I was over at their place last weekend or two weekends ago and uh I told them I'm like, Yeah, I've been scouting public areas around where you're getting married. There's a you know, there's a public spot. I can at least goose <laughs> hunt there the day of the wedding, you know. I'll be I'll I'll be back to the church by ten, I swear. <laughs> My sister uh, didn't find that. You should show up. You should show up to the wedding and waiters. I mean, that'd be hilarious, right? And just bring a bring a goose for the meal, the reception, or whatever. Like I got. Don't worry, guys. I'll cook this up. Grill it. Grill do it your, up. Or- do your outro. <laughs> do your outro mid ceremony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Heath got a banded one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many people would want to watch some random wedding on a YouTube channel, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we might we might try, have to try a hunt before it. We'll see if we can squeeze it in. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be hunting all over across Nebraska again. Um, I might venture down into Kansas more this year and maybe even pop over to Colorado. I don't know. It, it's really going to depend on a lot of things. Um, and there, there is also talk of a sandhill crane hunt down in Texas. I, I, don't think that's going to happen this year, but there is the possibility. So we'll see. I do want to do that either in Texas or Oklahoma. I really want to get a crane, uh, you know, right, uh, what is it? Ribeye of the sky. So I got to, you know, I want to try them. Yeah. Question for uh, both y'all. If y'all could hunt swans or cranes, just like a hunt this year, which would you pick? Oh, in this hypothetical. You want to go first? I guess. I want to go first. Okay. In this hypothetical, Thomas, can I hunt any state even without an active crane or swan season? Or do I have to go to like one that has them? Mm, You got to go to one that has them. Okay. I would probably go with swan 
for the sole reason, like I want to go out to Utah and hunt like that great salt lake. And I don't even know if that's where the swans are in Utah, but you know, that's they are okay. That's, I mean, the videos I've seen with the mountains and those lakes, it just looks like amazing. So hunting in that climate or that area with, you know, trying to get a swan, I think that would just be an awesome hunt. Cause like crane hunts, like a crane would be awesome to shoot too, but usually it looks like they're just in a red dirt field. So I, I think just from the beauty aspect and, you know, like the atmosphere, I would go on a swan hunt. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I'd pick the swan and I, same actually place. I'd like to do it in uh, Utah. Uh, Nevada actually has one too. And then a friend of mine is trying to get me to come to South Carolina. Um, I believe it's, is it South or North? It's, I believe North it's South Carolina. Carolina. Is it North? North. South mm-hmm. doesn't have one? Mm-mm, no, they don't okay. migrate down to South Carolina. Okay, yeah, he's trying to get me to come up there, which that would be fun for the sake of – because it's a good friend of mine, but at the same time, our regional director for our um, Delta waterfowl is the one that would take us in Utah. So, and actually there's a couple other guys that have invited us to, it's just a matter of getting drawn. But from what it sounds like in Utah, I think you can get drawn by your second year putting in, I believe. Oh, that's not bad at mm-hmm. all. No. Well, the North, the North Carolina one will probably, would probably be different too. Cause that's going to be a field hunt. I can almost right. guarantee you, which I mean, Still cool, but uh, I, I think it's probably cooler to hunt them over water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, can you imagine that splash after killing? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> actually, uh, I actually saw on the Boss Facebook page this week, because I lurk on there, uh, there's guys that are buying 410 Boss loads for a swan hunt. I don't I don't know how I would feel about that. That's pretty competent you know you'd have to be pretty competent shooter and pretty confident i think the thing is you got to hit them in the head anyways i mean even if you hit them in the body with double b's they're going to eat it so uh a a 410 load works i mean i know plenty of guys who have shot them with their 20s and their 28s just because you got to hit them in the head or else they're going to keep going anyway okay that does that does seem kind of pushing it though for a four ten? That's yeah. That, I mean, they, to me, that just seems like you're trying to prove a point that you can shoot something with that load. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's fair, probably. <laughs> okay, well, I think that wrapped up uh, our hunting plans for the year. Um, I do have a quick story for you guys. I've got to tell you both. I think I told you already, Thomas, once, but uh, uh, T- Titus hasn't heard this yet, so. I had to send in a gun barrel. Um, I went in to pattern my shotgun this past week. Uh, before then, all I had was a full choke in it, and it came with it. That was the only choke that came with it. So I ordered two chokes and improved in a modified for you know to shoot for this upcoming waterfowl season. And my chokes wouldn't go all the way down in my barrel. They uh, like it wasn't even a threading issue, although the threads were slightly off, but the choke itself would not go into the barrel. So long story short, I had to call the company and send my gun barrel in. So I take this gun barrel to the post office one day last week. And, you know, I don't have like I looked around my house for boxes and stuff. And uh, like I wanted a long tube to put this gun barrel in so I could send it. I didn't have any. So I literally just walk in with this gun barrel. (laughs) And I mean, luckily, there was no one there. And I mean, there's I don't know what what the issues on that are or not. I don't, I mean, it's just a metal tube at that point, but 
uh, asked the post office lady. I'm like, so you guys got something for this? And she like pulls out some boxes and stuff and none of them would work. Like we'd have to get a giant box for like shipping. I don't know what, uh, who knows? Like some, uh, like a giant box and all I'm shipping is a small little gun barrel. And so I tell her one, you know, hold on a second here. Um, I actually got some dive bombs recently. And when you buy the silhouettes, they come in like these long tray boxes. And like I'm talking maybe two, three inches wide and uh, I don't know, a couple feet long and maybe a foot and a half, two foot, you know, uh, the other dimension. So I'm like, hold on, I've got a box that would work, but you know, I was hoping to use a tube or something. So it didn't slide around, but grab this box. And so we put the barrel in there, put the choke tubes in there and wrap it all up. So nothing moves around. And then we're taping it up and she gets to looking at the box and she's like, this box says bomb on it. And I'm like, <laughs> is, yeah, it says dive bomb. It's a decoy company. And she's like, Oh yeah, we, we can't have a, we can't have something that says bomb on it and ship it through the mail. Which I guess makes sense. And then she looked oh. at the logo and she's like, oh, that looks like a bomb too. I'm like, yeah, that's that's their thing. You know, they're, they're a dive bomb. They're, that's that's their whole, you know, name and logo and everything. So she we had to tape over the bomb logo and the bomb name. Oh, so it just said man. dive. And like there's a couple places it says dive bomb on the box. So I shipped it, I shipped a gun barrel in a dive bomb box. And when they I'm I would have loved to seen like the gun company when they opened it up, like their reaction, like, what is this? <laughs> That's hilarious. Have you got it back? yet? No, I, I just talked to them uh, Monday. So they, they like, you know, I had to give them additional info and stuff and they said, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll get it taken care of. If we have any issues, we'll give you a call. I'm like, sounds good. Get it here before <laughs> dove season. Yeah. Did they, did they pay for your shipping? Or did you? I had to pay for the shipping. I don't know if they're gonna. I would hope they pay for it on the way back. I mean, they should. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Where do you have to send it? Do they have an American? I mean, we haven't even said the brand. I know the brand, but do they have an American operation? Are they over? They have a headquarters in Kansas City. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I don't want to badmouth them. I I realize stuff can happen uh, with the with gun parts and different things. Um, So. I mean, the customer service people I talked to were pretty friendly, pretty nice. And, uh, you know, they did what they could for me. So, uh, so far, so good. We'll see what the time frame is. But, yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't want to throw out any shade with uh, you know, until, you know, until it happens, essentially. So, but, yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Yep. So, All right. I think... Ahead, yeah, I man. think uh, I think that might be a wrap to this, Thomas. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we want to keep these kind of short and sweet for you all. So uh, I'm going to be looking right at about 30 minutes. So I think this is probably a good place to wrap this one up. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, Titus. And yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing you in Kansas come December. Yeah, I can't wait, guys. Thanks a lot. Real for quick, Titus, let's get your uh, social or social media and all your content uh, websites and all that stuff out of the way again or reiterate it. Yeah. So just on YouTube, it's mid Valley mercenaries. Um, and then we got, uh, the podcast YouTube is the MVM show. And that's more. So if you want to see the video aspect, like they said, sometimes we're in different places instead of just sitting in an office. So it's kind of cool to see the environment. 
And then we have the MVM show on just listening audio podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all all those Stitcher. And then um, trying to think of anything else. I don't think that you know. I kind of let the let the. I guess we still have the Facebook. I'm just not active on it anymore. Kind of get so busy. I don't feel like dealing with that stuff. But that's pretty much okay. it. Okay. And I'm just gonna say, uh, if Ben lets us bring back the after after action report. You guys will actually have a fair shot at number one. It's not going to be, you know, top five meat eater and then the MVM show and Duck Gun podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, that's those are some old scars going way back. I, you know, what's so funny. What happened is, um, I know I did listen to the last podcast that we were harassing each other on on the foul front on this podcast. He had said something to test if I had listened all the way to the end. Because what happened is, if I don't, do you remember that me giving him a hard time that he didn't finish oh, yeah. the podcast? Yep. I was laughing. I was laughing my <laughs> butt off. So I, I got him so good on that. But he did the same thing to me. But I actually heard it. But what happened was, is we end up not doing podcasts for like two months because I got so busy during duck season, and I honestly just kind of let them go stale. But that's not going to happen anymore. I was just. I, I had my fingers in too many different things, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcast. Oh, yeah. Then I was running someone else's podcast and I was helping someone else start their, their uh, YouTube channel. I was like, I was stretched out so much and I just, I ended up letting them kind of go a little bit still. Plus we were traveling so much. So it's, but this year, well, this is one of the things I'm sorry to keep going. You guys want to close it up, but this year I'm excited because. I've got all those other distractions out of the way. It's literally my YouTube channel and the podcast and just the collabs. It's just focus on that. Really try to put a lot of content out and really do the best editing I've done yet. That's my goal. And I'll, I'll just say this real quick. Um, if you guys haven't seen Titus's duck hunts on YouTube, Mid Valley Mercenaries, once again, he is probably the best B-roll guy of all of us. Like, your your B roll just gives me goosebumps. Like honestly, <laughs> I mean, I mean, everyone yeah. else is great too. I, I, I try, I try to, yeah, yeah, I try to do that effect because it's just that music definitely brings the emotion to it. You pick the right, oh music, yeah, it, and you do that like little vibration thing with it and stuff, and those quick cuts. Like I, I don't know, <laughs> I could t- we could talk about that a whole nother hour, That's but <laughs> we'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, Thomas, let's hear wh- where we can find you. Uh, some YouTube Virginia Outdoors Unlimited. Uh, still got Facebook and Instagram VA Outdoors Unlimited, but uh, same story as Titus. I definitely do more on the YouTube than anything else. All right, and I am Matt from High Prairie Sportsman. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and also TikTok um, until they ban it. And that's pretty much it. You can also hear me and Thomas. Uh, we're co-hosts on this podcast too with Ben and Alex. So we usually do like four or five person round table kind of deals. And then we'll have this little mini pod or whatever we're going to call it going forward. But uh, let's call that a show guys. All right. Thanks All right. for having me on. Thanks for listening everybody. Uh, let's call that a show guys. All right. Thanks All right. for having me on. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the foul front waterfowl podcast. Please come join us on our Facebook group, the Foul Front Waterfowl Podcast Group, where you can connect with a good group of hunters because we're all in this together. We need to act like it so that hopefully our great-great-grandkids will be hunting ducks over our favorite public lands. 
Uh, we also ask that you go ahead and give us a written review on iTunes and give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And we really do want to hear back from you uh, so that we can give you the best possible content. And if you get in on that Facebook group, you can get in there and you can ask questions and you can tell us what you want to hear next or you can tell us uh, what you don't like. And we'll be sure to tailor things to our listeners. So, all right. Stay safe out there and we will see you next week. Offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.